that's almost the weekend. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How you doing, man? Oh, very good. Actually, we should we should really just call this podcast what it is, which is the Titanfall 2 love cast. <laughs> yeah, lo- Titanfall 2 love cast, Pokemon hate cast, sponsored by Scrub Daddy, come at you, <laughs> not live, two and a half episodes behind. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. where we're at. That is where we're at. So, um, this week, after we do our little um, introduction thing, do we should mm-hmm. and like what we've been playing and stuff, can we? Mm-hmm. Can I do some news? Because I've got a few pieces of news that I want to smash out real quick. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think that that might be a better format. You yeah. know, hello Joe, good news Joe. Yeah, and what's then, the good news? And then content. Yeah, <laughs> if you can Elliot. call it that. Yeah, but no, I will. I simply will not be calling it content. <laughs> That's the complete opposite. <laughs> um, but I've been, I've been good, man. Um, I've just, I've been uh, trucking along. Um, my buddy Will visited earlier in the week, which was really nice. Um, oh, nice. Phoebe's brother. Yeah. He he uh, dropped by, and he had two great things to say about video games. Good. He he, uh, he said Metal Gear Solid Five sucks. Yep. And he said Death Stranding rules. Okay. And it's like, mate, you're on, you're on track. <laughs> you're doing <laughs> I, okay. I always forget that Will's moved out, so he's out on his own now. Uh, yeah, mates. yeah, yeah. He lives, he lives with uh, a buddy of his, Super um, awesome. in Yakandanda. Oh, Yak, all the way out there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he drops by for for dinner and and to say hi every now and again. Yeah, hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so it was was good to see him. But otherwise, I've just been, just been chipping away at Disco and Evil Within. Yeah, and nice. Like, oh, bro, there's such a good combo because Evil Within has like terrible writing and excellent action. Yeah. Whereas Disco has no action and like the best writing this side of Raccoon City. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> this and... side of Raccoon City. Man. <laughs> and it's it, like they're just so fun in their yeah. own way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit. I'm just. I'm having such a great time with both of them. And That's awesome. and we'd kind of be a bit remiss to not mention Alienation. Like Alienation. Yeah. Who yeah. Knew? I've I've really been digging that. Um, when we've had the chance to play it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like the perfect Sunday chill with the bros kind of game. I reckon. It really. Yeah. It really is that sort of. It's not super mindless. Like we play it on like the hardest difficulty, right? So you know we need to kind of focus, but. It's still not like, what was that one we were playing with the dwarves and um, oh, mining? dwarves, darkness, danger. Oh, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> yeah. I just remember the tagline. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Um, anyway, yeah, that that one felt like I needed to like actually pay attention a bit more, and it was mm. a bit much for the Sunday brain. But yeah, yeah, this one's just perfect. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, look, I've been I've been good, just chilling, playing video games. What about yeah. you? Yeah, pretty much the same. Just been um just been getting through work. We, like I said the other week we're getting towards the end of pre-production now and it's starting to get pretty spice. Uh, yeah. I've been doing like heaps of technical stuff at work. I can't remember if I mentioned this last week. It's been it's been 2 weeks. Um because I had a week we had a week off last week cuz I went camping with um my partner's family. And um but yeah, no, it's been um been good. Yeah, I've also been playing uh, Evil Within and Man, that game is like 
very special. Like it's it's it does right. so many cool things that uh, <laughs> I would really like to like dissect with you at some stage. And like, oh, dude, I'd I'd love to do that. Like yeah. the the game design is so well thought out. The combat, yeah. the pacing, the the pacing of ammunition. Yeah. The, the kind of trades they set up where like they might have some boxes hanging from the roof that you have to shoot down so you kind of have to like use yeah. ammo at a chance to get maybe ammo of another type yeah, yeah bro i'm i'm very keen to talk about it but uh i'm so glad you're enjoying it yeah yeah it's an, it's an incredible game i i really like the way that they onboard the player and like introduce them to the world and just those first few levels are just like a master class of like increasing complexity Mm, um yeah yeah over, over a period of time and i really love the sense of dread that that economy gives you in that game like <laughs> yeah you've got two bullets in your pistol and nothing else in any of your other guns and you're you know you know that you're about to like fight some guys because you know your head you've you've maybe played the area before or whatever and you respawned and you yeah. open a drawer that you hadn't noticed the first time around and there's like one handgun bullet in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like uh, this does nothing for me and then you like go to shoot the the uh, zombie or whatever and you miss and you're like well great <laughs> it's just that it, that on repeat is just like totally my shit is it's it's fantastic um oh dude that's so good what yeah. um what chapter are you up to do you know uh i just did um the first proper interaction with that um lady with all the arms and the long hair Oh, yep, yep, yep. And I speed ran her, dude. Like, I something in my lizard brain kicked in, and I ran straight towards the correct direction to go. She followed me, and then I lit the furnace, and she took the first chunk of damage. And then oh. I ran around and found, like, immediately found the second furnace and ran in there. She followed me, and I lit the second. I did it in, like, 10 seconds. Oh, my God. I felt oh. like a speed runner. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I because I knew as soon as I walked in the room, I was like, I remember this bullshit. This sucks. This sucks. This this boss fight is like so hard and like yeah, yeah. She's so offensive and screaming and like I didn't. I barely had to listen to her. She just died like straight oh away. God. Dude, yeah. we had so much trouble with that the first time we played. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, it takes a while to figure out what she's you know her deal is and that there's furnaces and you know. Mm, mm. Yeah. Anyway. And I, I played oh. a little bit of Disco Elysium too. I did a stream midweek where i played oh oh no shit yeah. dude i love that we're playing the same games at the moment yeah yeah bring it back oh <laughs> uh, yeah they're a great combo those two yeah yeah um, so would you like some right. news yeah yeah hit me with the news all right there's three pieces of news as i love oh. to have three pieces oh. of news <laughs> all right the trifecta Let's maybe go. we should call it like joe's three-piece feed or something <laughs> <laughs> the second that left your lips you knew this was not a good idea <laughs> joe's three-piece feed holy shit three-piece news feed oh, oh that's good oh that's genius oh it's my good. god i can see the fan art pouring in mm -mm, yeah me as the colonel <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Okay, hit me with hit me with the first drumstick. Alright. <laughs> the first piece. The first drumstick. <laughs> so uh this is this was a pretty surprising one. It came out I think a couple of weeks ago now, um, that it sort of took took me by surprise a bit. So mm -hmm. Square Enix sells off studios and IPs to invest in blockchain gaming. Oh, so, I think I heard about this. Yeah, you probably did. The the deal was made with the Swedish gaming company Embracer. 
uh, who is paying Square Enix $300 million, which seems so low for wow. what it sold. Yeah, 300 mil. What, for, what, what, so what did they get for that? So Square Enix will hand over two of its North American-based studios, so two full studios. Okay. Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Interactive, the two. Whoa, Crystal yeah. Dynamics. They're yeah. like the Tomb Raider reboot people. Yeah. Oh, as well as several shit. popular game series, including Tomb Raider, so they're just selling that property, Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Cain, as well as 50 back catalogue games. Deus Ex as well? Yes. For $300 million? Yes. What is... Okay, okay like, like, I might bargain. just... Right. I was going to say, I, I feel I might be out of the loop, but that seems really cheap. Yeah. Considering that, like, you know, Epic will pay X number of million dollars to a studio to have, you know, its game featured on the Epic Marketplace for free during that month. You know, like it's like, you know, f between five and $15 million. Wow. Yeah. Depending on the property and its popularity and all that sort of stuff. That's insane. Wait, do yeah. you mean five and fifteen billion or million? No, no million, million. Right, to have right, the, okay. just just to have the it featured on the store for free. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's bonkers. Yeah. That's bonkers. So I mean... the fact that they're selling two studios and fifty back catalog games and their huge flagship titles like, you know, Tomb Raider and Deus Ex for three hundred mil. I don't know what yeah. they're thinking. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have no comment for that. That just seems yeah. bizarre. Um, but, you know, Square Enix really um, have been living in a ditch for, like, a decade. So, like, maybe Embracer yeah. or whatever they're called, like, maybe um, maybe this is good for, for people who like those IPs. Maybe, yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what Embracer... The Embracer Group's one of those huge holdings companies that... that um. I think owns a lot of stuff, and so I, I don't right. know how they, you know, what their plans are to with these properties. Or I imagine they want to make money off of it, but I just don't know. You know yeah. I don't know what their plans are. And as for Square Enix going in for the the blockchain blockchain bullshit, it's just it's so I don't I'm so <laughs> I mean, disenfranchised just, with that. Yeah, it's thing. laughable. Like yeah. it, it it doesn't even earn any airtime on this trite podcast like, no i let's, know let's delete them, let's delete them. <laughs> okay so um <laughs> the next piece of news is uh the witcher seventh anniversary is was in, made even better by the fact that they announced a next gen version of the witcher 3 and it's planned for release in 2022 q4 Oh yes, yeah. so I've, I've been waiting for this right yeah because yeah. they they announced ages ago um that that like a next gen Witcher three port was in development, yeah. and it was being developed in Ukraine, right. and, because and because of the whole situation, yeah, because because of all the bullshit that went yeah. down there um, between them and Russia, the the something happened to the studio, and right. it was just put on hold indefinitely. Right. Um, so, <clears throat> so, so yeah, yeah. This, this tweet was on May twentieth, so um, yesterday. So we're back, baby. Looks like we're back. That's um, that's great. Yeah, uh, a next gen. I don't know how, you know, it. I mean, the, it's hard to say because unless they like redo a whole bunch of stuff, I can't see that game looking super next gen. It already it has that sort of you know set in time look to me. That's like very of the generation. So I don't know what their plans are to make it next gen. Yeah, well, I think it it might you know for console slobs like me. When I was at 
PAX once, I walked past a supercomputer um, <laughs> demonstrating The Witcher 3 playing at 4K, oh, yeah. and I, I stopped. Wow. Like, it stopped me in my tracks, because I was like, <laughs> that looks insane. Yeah. So, I, I think even just the jump from base PS4 to to PS5 with, you know, some optimization with the port, yeah, I think true. that's that's going to be enough to, like, blow me away. But yeah. for for PC users, it's, it's probably going to be no difference at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll be doing it. I heard that they made the move um cd project red from using their own red engine to ue5 so who knows oh. if this will be complete engine rework um, whoa that sounds like a game. lot of work right it would be a huge undertaking basically rebuilding the game <laughs> yeah that, surely surely yeah. not yeah i have no idea but that's uh anyways that's something for people that if they're going to release q4 2022 i don't think they're doing that but yeah anyway um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see and then the final piece of news is all over twitter today Norman Reedus lets slip that Death Stranding 2 is in development. Oh, you love to see it. Yeah. You yeah. Act, Wait, Norman Reedus lets slip? Yeah. I mean, I do not want to talk about the story and spoil it in any way, but for me, that story wrapped up in a way that, um, I don't know, maybe it's a prequel? It just doesn't yeah. seem like carrying on his story is really going to be that interesting but you know kojima is probably going to pull something crazy out of his ass and it'll yeah be great. yeah yeah so um i'm super pumped i love death stranding one it's one of my favorite games ever maybe we'll talk about that later today oh <laughs> shit okay uh, yeah but i don't even know it sounds like he kind of just wasn't paying attention and didn't realize that that he shouldn't you know have announced death stranding too just like that in an interview or maybe yeah. this is just Kojima saying, "Hey, you know, you can go ahead. It's fine." I mean, I th- I think it's it's part and parcel for actors and and people outside of the gaming industry being interviewed, like when George R. R. Martin was interviewed regarding Elden Ring. Yeah, he was calling it a sequel to Dark Souls and all, yeah, all, all this yeah. shit. You know, like people within the games industry just misconstrue it because they try and take it as fact. But yeah. these people aren't in the industry. You know, they, they're getting called in for, like, consultations or acting. And, you know, it's like uh, when Tom Hardy talked about acting in Mad Max the movie. Like, he was so frustrated with the director because it was just all over the fucking place. Yeah. And then when he saw the final product, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand what yeah. you were going for. And, yeah. and, and that that's kind of what it's like for people outside of the industry. Yeah. Uh, I think they also... They don't understand the like weird hype machine that a lot of these companies rely on to like help sell their games. Yeah, yeah that's um, a good point too. Which, which I think is, I don't know, maybe it's a good thing that that, that um, that's sort of getting a little bit dismantled over time. Mm, yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, that's the three piece feed. Uh, that, yeah, was that it was delicious. Good, yeah, it was delicious. I'm I'm full, but I really want some dessert. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, all right. Tell me more. <laughs> so. Friendly reminder, we're going to spoil the shit out of these games that we're talking about. So, yeah. so we're, we're jumping into our, like, top seven each now. Um, yeah. and, and look, I think, I think we get that this is some self-indulgent stuff. Um, we, we entered a kind of, like, 
garrulous ecstasy the second you mentioned your first game. <laughs> um, and and it's probably just going to be more of that. So uh, yeah, buckle yeah. up. Normally, you know, normally with these podcasts, we, we have a little, like, it's not a lot of work, but we have a small amount of work that we do each week to, like, figure out what the topic is and write some prompts and have a think about what we want to talk about. And, mm. you know, I try and bring some news or whatever. But with these ones, these these top 10 ones, I feel like I don't have to prepare. <laughs> like, I, I can no. just show up yeah. and just, yeah. do, just talk. And it's uh, it totally works for this yeah. particular list style format. Yeah, exactly. This is this is time off for us. <laughs> yeah, this is time off. This is a break. And then we'll get back into the serious business of making quality content for this, what did you call it? Trite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, all right. Well, before before we jump in, do you want to remind us of your 1098? Yes. yes, yes, of course. I'm going next, am I, for the next piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, Titanfall 2 was my number 10. Love it. Uh, Yep, Dark Souls 1 was my number 9, which I said was Dark Souls 2, but that was incorrect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Journey was my number 8. The, I mean, these are all great picks. Any of those could have been your number 1 pick, and I'd be like, yep, solid. Totally. What about you? What was your top 10, 9? Uh, extremely story-heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, number 10, Last of Us Part 2. That's right. Number 9, Metal Gear Solid 4. And number 8, The Witcher 3. Yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. I, I was so, um, not surprised, but it took me back a little bit that you put Last of Us Part 2 in the top 10. Um, I, I mean, you only played that like last year, right? Or am I thinking yeah. last year was two years ago? No, no, I only played it six months ago. Yeah, um, right. And it, and it really, it, it'll be interesting to see how this list stands the test of time because yeah. um, like like I said when I talked about that game last week, it's it's the only game on this list I've I haven't played twice at least. Yeah. Um. A lot of these games I've played heaps and heaps. Um. But that just, oh man, it just it just really stuck with me for all the reasons we talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, dude, number seven, hit me. Number seven, hit me up. Let's go. Uh, my number seven is Mario Galaxy Two. Oh, all right. The first Nintendo game. Yeah, true, actually. Yeah. Hell um, yeah. In in my 11, 12, et cetera, there are some Nintendo picks. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, in the top 10, this is the, uh, the first Nintendo one. Yeah, so Mario Galaxy 2, to me, is just like, sort of like how Titanfall 2 is like an exploration of like, the sorts of things that you can do with the first-person shooter genre in, like, a mm-hmm. really unique way, like, exploring the mechanic. Mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy 2 is a, another explore, exploration of a mechanic, and it does it in such a fun, pretty, wild, and interesting way where, like, it just keeps evolving. Like, each stage is a new a new type of platforming for you to explore and enjoy and figure out. And it just, yep. it just goes through the whole game like that. Each, each planet you go to has, like, stuff to collect and people to chat to and there's all sorts of uh, or like you know weird little aliens to chat to and and the collectibles and the mechanics that it explores and just the colors it's just such a fun romp through the mario universe oh dude that's such a great pick i I don't i don't think there's a minute in that game that isn't fun yeah even the cool little mario head spaceship hub world is just like i really love how small they made that after the first mario galaxy 
Yeah. Um, like the first Mario Galaxy was cool. Like the hub got bigger and the music, you know, got more complicated the more you unlocked and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, man, like Mario Galaxy 2 just perfected everything that was good yeah. about the first one. Yeah, it really just pushed it. It just it was just like an overall quality push that... I mean, they're both great games for sure, yeah. But yeah, just overall improved on every little thing. And it just kept that like spirit of exploration of the mechanic really really well you know that flame kept alive really well in that game so yeah that's uh that's my number number seven love it love it great pick um for me in in the total opposite direction i've gone with dead space 2 oh so (laughs) this uh this like i i play this game once every few years just because it's it i just you know, I'm not sure if it's as good as I remember it, and when I play it, it's better than I remember it. Well, I just, right. I, I can't believe how timeless it feels. It's, yeah. it's over ten years old, um, and from the get go, it, it just gets its necromorphed hooks into you and doesn't <laughs> let go for like twelve solid hours. Yeah, right. And, and it's it's from that beautiful era where so many games were just 12 hours long yeah. and and they just felt super polished they didn't need to be longer um they didn't feel like they had outstayed their welcome um and man just the way they leaned into the psychological horror in this one it was oh, it was so great like that mm. that intro scene where you're in a straight jacket and shit gets incredibly real really quickly and you're just surviving you know the first minute in that game is a cutscene and then after that you you're on your own and you're surviving yeah. and you know you play Isaac the engineer who puts weapons and guns together based on like his background and the shit yeah. he finds on the spaceship and oh my god yeah. it's uh yeah it's 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 just a happy place I can go, even though it's it's got really scary moments. It's <laughs> really rewarding. Yeah, I, I I think I remember showing you Dead Space Two back in the day. I think oh, dude! The interaction at the introduction. Totally. Stage. Yeah. Yeah. This this was one of the first games um, that that I kind of sat and watched you play. All oh, right. Um, like, uh, it, probably even before Bioshock, like it it was maybe. Yeah my introduction to current gen gaming at the time yeah right you were like i've you know i went into the city and bought this game i'm gonna play it if you want to watch it I was like, yeah okay <laughs> and yeah. holy shit i just yeah i i couldn't believe it um yeah because it it kind of reminded me of doom 3 yeah um which i i really loved at the time just because there wasn't enough around of of that kind of survival horror um, that was just a little bit, bit more fast paced than all the classic like Resident Evils and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this, you know, this ticked that action style gameplay for me, and and the way they uh, implemented that mechanic where you can like shoot off a necromorph's limb and oh, yeah, then so grab cool. it in midair and shoot it back at them. <laughs> like, yep. that, I've played that game so many times, and that never gets old. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, well, I, don't, I can't think of too many other, like, space horror games, you know? Like, it's kind of... 
still kind of the only one that's that's done it in such a way that it's it's as memorable as as it is. Yeah, the the only one that's worth mentioning for me is Soma. Oh um, yes, yes, that is technically a space horror game, isn't it? Yeah. Oh well, uh, maybe it's sci-fi horror is, is yeah. more accurate, but like it's you know it it definitely capitalizes on that vibe where technology is extremely advanced and you are alone <laughs> yeah yeah i i feel like yeah there's the event horizon style horror where oh like, fuck you're, you're in space and there's this weird shit going on and it's like it's you know it's like when you're out at sea and there's just like the cthulhu under the ocean or whatever like that kind of idea but it's in space and so the horrors are like so much more freaky and hellish as a result totally totally dude yeah. have you seen event horizon oh i love that movie yeah i need oh. to see it again dude it's been so long oh dude oh man sam i watched neil. it yes yeah, sam neil dude um uh what's his name lawrence fishburne lawrence fishburne slays in that role yeah hell yeah um yeah i, I watched that for the first time like five or six years ago and i had no idea what i was in for i just yeah. i just knew that it was well revered and yeah. I put it on, and I was alone, and oh. <laughs> oh, it, it fucked me up in the best possible yeah. way. It was a freaky yeah. movie, dude. Oh, dude, great. Great shout-out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so that's me, baby. Dead Space 2, yeah, that's that's a great pick. I love that game, too. I, I totally didn't even think of it when I was putting my list together, so that's an interesting one. That A wrench, you know? Mm, oh, yeah, the wrench. The wrench in the list. Yeah. Um, so my number six is The Last of Us One. Oh, whoa! Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So I remember being super pumped for Last of Us Part One. Um. Mm-hmm. The I have like I went out and got like the special edition that was like the it had like a felt case and it had it unfolded and there was a comic in there and stickers and all yep. sorts of stuff. Um. And I remember it being like one of the, the better things that I was pumped to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it just like lived up to all of the hype, and um, yeah, it was just Naughty Dog firing on all cylinders as as often they do. <laughs> mm, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, I just I, I loved it's 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 one of those games that like after the intro you're in, you know, like it just mm. really like so many games out there have a really strong intro because they know that that's typically the the part that like gets players to you know remember that as they go forward throughout the rest of the game yeah um but this one just has one of the most emotional like heart wrenching and uh well thought out put together intros of any game ever yeah yep um, yeah it's a uh, true truly just such a, a memorable scene that anytime that i go back to play that game I'm like i could get to brace myself to, to play this intro again because <laughs> it's just yeah. so emotionally intense um, yeah yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely one of the strongest intros in gaming, and it yeah. it reminds me of the uh, the intro to Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit. It it just hit those same emotional beats for me. Yeah, yeah, it just um, does a fantastic job of that. And then they they like immediately go into that um, news story style thing where it like flicks between all the news channels and talks about Mm. how the virus takes over and all that sort of stuff and it's uh it's very very cool Mm, yeah but yeah i love the the level design the way that game pushes the player to certain points of interest is really graceful and sort of um 
it's not like ham-fisted in any, in any way. They're, they're always like guiding you with a mixture of light and color and contrast. Um, mm-hmm. The survival in it is pretty good. I think it's definitely, it's, it's no, um, it's no uh, evil within. It's sort of, you know, it's a bit more generous. Maybe on the harder difficulties, it is a little bit harder, but um, yeah, it's, it's like way more generous with like the survival giving you stuff to use to kill the zombos. Warning, missing audio. Warning, I hope you're well, dear listener. Calibrating. Joe, what does Joel do after the time skip? The, like, Joel goes and gets his backpack at the start of that game after all of the stuff happens. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, he, like, loads his gun and he has his flashlight and he tucks stuff into the rucksack and or the backpack and it feels like... It feels like the sort of thing that is, like, so a part of the that post-apocalyptic world where like it, you should just have your backpack with you at all times you know like it's such yeah. a and it was like an unspoken thing like they just showed you him interacting with this prop and it, it felt like you know this is an important thing and it, it really set the tone and um and then there's like the whole joel and ellie relationship throughout the course of the game and it, it, it's just does such a good job of like bringing those two characters together and then you know the tension that lies between them towards the end of the game and um joel joel and his his misgivings and and ellie and her sort of like not innocence but just like her part to play in the whole thing felt felt sort of just like pulled along in a really um well thought out and like narratively not video gamey kind of way like it felt very like filmy or like a book or something you know like it didn't feel like you know, we got to go kill this boss. Like that's the next motivation. It was like, okay, yeah, Ellie yeah. needs to get to the fireflies, and everything between us and that goal is like that's part of the conflict. And, yeah, yeah so. and and they did such a good job of highlighting how arduous the journey itself was. Yeah, the the way they split it into seasons, it yeah, just yeah. It, it it felt really meaningful, and it it gave the player like such a good kind of chaptered experience. Yeah. For, for me, I mean, it kind of speaks to why this is on your list, but I, I came back from overseas um, in, in 2013 after that game came out. And um, when, I, when I had my own place, you, you were like, dude, you've got to play The Last of Us. And you like lent me your <laughs> console and everything just oh, so really? I could play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you were like, you have to experience this. Oh, wow. Um, and again, from that beautiful era where every game was 12 hours and that's yeah. just so good runtime for games. Um, it, like, because it was split up in seasons, like I just sat, I had four sittings and I just played a season at a time and it was, oh, yeah, nice. it was yeah. truly a, a great experience. Yeah. And I think, um, there's, there's like a really nice balance of, the cinematic part of that game and the gameplay part of that game so like Mm. sometimes the gameplay parts would feel like a bit arduous or tough to get through like you would struggle through an encounter and then you're rewarded with a little bit of story cutscene, which felt like a nice little treat (laughs) you know yeah yeah so uh, i like the way that when you get to the cutscene, it didn't feel like something that i needed to skip or like that i wasn't interested in it felt like relevant to what i'd just done in and like helped me thrust into the next area to progress the story and so Mm, yeah yeah um the balance of of gameplay and cutscene is 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 just very um very perfect in that game 
Yeah. So, something worth mentioning too is is the lack of loading screens. Like mm. it it was a really smooth experience because you have one loading screen at the very start, um, which barely feels like a loading screen. Like it's just got some really beautiful music by Gustavo. Mm-hmm. Um and that lasts for like maybe a minute and then you're in and the gameplay and the cutscenes blend together for as long as you play the game. You yeah, can, right. You can play that shit in one sitting and it just feels like one seamless experience. Yeah. And that's, that's this fucking naughty dog doing their crazy stuff as they always do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having a technical wank. Yeah. They're just so strong in that department. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that that game does technically as well, which is really cool. Like the way the game blends between exploration and combat is really neat. Um, they mm-hmm. do so many little subtle things with the flow of the combat between, you know, like finding a prop on the ground, like a brick to throw at an enemy, the enemy staggers and, and you, you hit them with whatever, may- like that that combat flow in that game. I mean, it's only improved in part two. Part two's combat is absolutely ballistic. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the, that... For the first time, I think in um, in that style of game, they really nailed that feeling of of being in combat and being stressful and um, yeah, very cool stuff. Love to hear it. You love to hear it. Um, <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bit of an Uno reverse card um, because we we've already talked about my number six, which is Titanfall Two. Oh hell yeah! Um, yeah, just played that game a lot. Love it. Go, go back and re-listen to last week's podcast because we talk about that game for so fucking long. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, skip but... to like the 10-minute mark and then just listen for probably half an hour. Because <laughs> <laughs> we extolled the virtues of Titanfall 2. Yeah, look, it was it was an underdog and it still is an underdog. And yeah, so, absolutely. like, we've just got to root for it as much as we can. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, like, take, take me. Take me to your top five. Sure. I mean, uh, with Titanfall 2, just quickly, I wanted to say I'm I'm so impressed that um, Apex Legends has done as well as it has done for mm-hmm. Respawn, and um, I'm trying. I'm thinking about getting back into playing it. I played it really solidly there for four or five months. In the oh, really? Oh, no yeah. shit. I had a couple of friends. I had one in the states and one in UK. And we mm-hmm. got together in the evenings and played and. Yeah, it was, it's just a real fun shooty time once you get a good squad together that you're, you know, that you vibe with. Yeah, um, yeah. And yet it has the same sort of gun feel as Titanfall, I guess. It's it's a little mm-hmm. bit different. Like it's very it's very much tuned for like a um a battle royale, but it's still it still has that vibe. It has that sort of, you know, future tech gun go fast mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and the, the heroes that they're introducing are all really fun and varied. You know, it's not just the same, you know, military man or military yeah. lady. It's like, this person is like uh, an Australian and they're explosives expert. Or like, this person is like a scientist and they, you know, they make vortexes or whatever. You know, like, there's all sorts mm. of really cool things that they do with the heroes and, yeah. and animations and lore and stuff. It's, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. And that, that game's still free to play, right? It is, yeah, free to play. Yeah, right. Well, maybe, maybe after we're we're done with Alienation, we should jump in again and have another look. Yeah, potentially. I mean, so yeah, battle boil, boil battle royales are um, <laughs> kind of notoriously a bit tricky to sort of break into. There's 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 this thing that Apex does that 
I think is a bit clumsy that other battle royales do where it's like you spend 20 minutes looting and then you get shot by a team who's like way better than you and you die and then you right. wait wait in the lobby for 10 minutes loot for 20 minutes and then get shot by a team who's better than you. you know so there's like that feeling in in those games yeah okay um, that does suck yeah whereas games like hunt you just pick your loadout before you go into the match and that's the guns that you have or you can pick up other guns that are around or that you they get from enemy hunters but there's like no looting in hunt so really like hunt for right that right yeah okay. like um uh, Fortnite sort of you still have that looting phase but it's way less about like you know finding the best gun like you can you can totally have fights in in um Fortnite that that aren't gear reliant you don't need to have like mm. best scope or like certain guns in in apex legends really need you to get attachments for them before they're any good oh and so right. yeah and so it becomes a bit of a, a weird sort of yeah anyway battle royales they're real weird <laughs> yeah the, there are no battle royales on on my list admittedly yeah yeah me neither um so anyway number five yeah, yeah boy let's let's hear it i'm so keen to hear your top five well i we uh foreshadowed it before it's death stranding yeah <laughs> death stranding. best best video game trailers ever made oh yeah absolutely oh my god the the and that happens in that game that original trailer where you are with the porter and yeah the, the the rain comes and then the bts come and lift him up into the air and he tries to shoot him oh god it's so good oh yeah um, oh take a sip of my water um <laughs> yeah that that game uh, i'm a bit of a kojima stan even though i know he's he can be a little bit problematic or whatever but I, I just love his his vision and the crazy stuff that he puts in his games. Mm. I, I, I'm a real fan of like weird stuff in games. Um, yeah, stuff that, stuff that like people either hate or they love can be really cool. But there's also just like weird elements to those games, like the stacking of the um, cargo on your back having an influence over like the, the speed that you run and oh, the man. things you can do. And that's Dude. such a weird thing to put in in a video game yeah but like that inventory management that kind of matters yeah that cargo system was so satisfying like just mm. you know coming out of your your rest area and loading up and you know looking at the map planning yeah. which routes you could go and how much you could take and oh dude yeah there was there was a lot of satisfaction to be found in in, in the little systems like that that were sprinkled throughout the game totally yeah the the that planning phase really felt quite special you know like mm. after you had a, an idea of who was on the map and where everything was it was like okay so there's you know three delivery points and three packages i gotta get and so first i'm gonna hit here and then i've got to, oh i've got to go through this mule territory so i'll take some you know bowler guns or whatever and yep yep i got a bike and i remember i left my bike at that place so i probably can still get that bike and then you go around that way and the bike's been rained on and so it's unusable and you're like oh fuck <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> stuff goes wrong on your journey I, I think that game is totally at its strongest earlier on when the struggle is real because mm. later on in the game you get all sorts of upgrades and stuff and it becomes less about the struggle and more about like becoming the best porter you know like having the most um, optimized setup to get from point A to point B, um, yeah, in, in a way that isn't like filled with struggle, which is a little bit of a change, but it, it evolves, you know, that's kind of cool. 
Yeah, and I, I think it um, it paces that ev- evolution really well for the most part. Like, yeah. when, when you get to the snowy area, and it took me ages to realise, but you, you do have pretty good gear by that point in time, but you really need to make use of the little, like, why... Um, like the flying foxes, so yeah. you can kind of get around without trudging through the snow all the time. And it, and it took me ages before I was like, oh man, like now I need to actually assimilate planning where I'm going to put those and making sure I have the resources to build them so yes. that like yeah. getting back or getting around is a lot easier in the future. And like, yeah, all, all, the, all the traversal stuff that they pace throughout the game is really great. I just, yeah. I just feel like towards the end, they started leaning on, like, the BT combat a little bit too much. Because, oh, really? Oh, like with the bosses? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, although, like, uh, there's, there's, like, there's some spectacles there, which are pretty awesome when it, yeah. when it involves the bosses. Um, but, but no, I was more specifically talking about near the end, there's, like, a town you've got to get through, and it's just, like, uh, it's just swamped with BTs. And right. I love, I love finding, like, BTs out, on the road when they're in your path and like having to deal with them with the resources that you've brought. But when it, when it just kinds of, when it kind of puts you up against a wall of BTs that when I, that's when I was like, Oh yeah. Like I get that this is the end game and they need to like have that climactic feel to it, but it didn't, it didn't feel as satisfying for me. I think I know the area. Is that the one with those floating jellyfish ones? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I also think, like, the... I mean, like, there's a lot that I love about this game. Obviously, I put it really high. But the thing that I don't like about it was the the bosses weren't a challenge. Like, they were just kind of like a spectacle. Mm, you know? Yeah. Like, it never felt yeah. like I was in danger, really, fighting mm. a lot of these BTs. It felt kind of just like a bit of an inconvenience or like a... Yeah, like a spectacle. Mm. And so, you know, I don't think it's like a perfect game or anything. It's not, not all the way up the top, but it's... um. I just love the, <laughs> I love Sam Porter. I, I love his weird disgruntled character. Um, yeah. I love this warped, like Kojima's idea of what America <laughs> is. is <laughs> so funny to me. Um, yeah. The tech in the world is so cool. You know, like the, the mm. BBs and, and mm. um, the relationship with the, the past and how they, you know, they link to their pod mothers and all that sort of stuff. Like it's, it's so cool, man. Like, it's just the weirdest, craziest tech. Hell yeah. I mean, you're, you're 100% right. Death, Death Stranding um, absolutely deserves to be that high. And that's what these kind of lists are about, you know? Like, they're yeah. about your favourite. And, like, I think Death Stranding is a fairly divisive game. Yeah. But, man, when it clicks, it just clicks so fucking hard. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's one of those games that... Um, I talk about a lot to people who don't play video games. Yeah, like yeah. L- like it really feels like um, and Kojima's just historically been good at this, but it just feels like worthy of conversation outside of the industry. Like it's it's video games at its weirdest, yeah. most cinematic. The the low raw soundtrack. Like yeah. after after playing that game. Um, you know, I've been following Low Raw for a couple of years now, and oh, nice. they're so good. Like yeah. they've they've got great releases and great albums. 
Um, and I just, I just love when video games kind of give you rabbit holes to go down. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So great pick, dude. Very solid. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, and yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. You rounded it out so nicely. Thank you. <laughs> What's your number five? Uh, my number five is Bloodborne. Ooh. Uh, so, um, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting, we're getting pretty high on the list. This, this, I think like if we were somehow going to struggle through an objective list, mm. this, this for me is objectively the best from software game. Um, I yep. think the combat, the flavor, the absolute bizarre world, um, you know, like we were talking about weird shit in Death Stranding, this this game is exactly the same in the way it takes um, this kind of gothic setting with werewolves and it just turns it on its head halfway through the game yeah. and becomes this Lovecraftian cosmic fuckfest and it's so good. Yeah. Um, I think it's got some of the strongest boss fights, some of the best level design, some like one of the best soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um and God, yeah, I, I feel like Bloodborne is is a game that I play maybe maybe not once every year, but once every two years at least. Yeah. And ev- every time I go back, I feel like I learn something new. Yeah. There's there's just so many secrets. The the lore is phenomenal. Yeah. Like if 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 you're into that kind of obtuse hard to find put the puzzle pieces together type lore i think this is this is like the zenith yeah. um it, there's there's a great um i don't know, i don't know if you call it a novel but there's a great thing put together called the pale blood hunt okay and and it's it's 107 pages and it's just the bloodborne story oh um, cool someone has just pieced everything together yeah. and like written it out as if it were a historical document. Oh, that's sick. And it's, it's, it's well worth a read if, uh, if you, if you go to play Bloodborne again or you haven't played it before and like, uh, you know, we talked about, we'd spoil the shit out of all these games, but like, it's really hard to spoil from soft games because yeah. you don't like the story doesn't, unravel around you as the playable character you mm. you you kind of discover um the the story that happened like a thousand years ago <laughs> or yeah. something you know like yeah. it's 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 a very different type of storytelling but man it's it's really good and the the dlc just really had those difficulty spikes yeah um yeah dude the orphan of cos yeah, well, I, I actually I... never finished the DLC, but I've watched the the rest of it. Oh right, yeah, it's it's um it did a really great thing. Uh, I thought after being so familiar with the base game, is it put the DLC in an early part of the game where if you were just to rush the DLC, you'd be way under leveled. Unless you're a blood bloodborne god and you're just doing like a BL four run where you don't level up, um, but they put it really early in the game where you'd be under leveled, and it just gives you this great kind of 
challenge that you get to go back to. So, you know, you might progress a little bit further in the main game, then go a little bit further in the DLC. Then there's a forked path in the main game and, like, you can go in a few different areas and it just, like, I think it has that Metroidvania feel rather Mm. than an open world feel. And I think I like that Metroidvania feel a lot more. I like being super familiar with what options I have. Like, these are my three paths. These are how difficult I think they are. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for this one based on this reason. Um, Whereas like open world feels a lot more diluted and it's it's less of a a sure thing for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but shit. Playing that game, playing it two-player, like I, I think we did a few bosses together way back in the day. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, killer, killer title. Yeah, I, I, um, I also really love Bloodborne. It's, it's such a standout for me from all of the other FromSoft stuff. You know, like there's yeah, like the trick yeah. weapons, and you know, even in Sekiro, the the movement is kind of, it's like a little bit different, but it's still just the one weapon. Whereas Bloodborne has so many cool things in it that just you know change it up the formula up in a really neat a neat way yeah and it was their first foray into an ip that was markedly different to all the uh, medieval stuff they did they've done since demon souls and playing bloodborne made me way more excited for what else they might think of outside of dark souls Yes. So when so when Sekiro came out, I was like, hell yeah. And again, like if we're doing that objective list, Sekiro is their second best game. Like I, I think wow. I, I think they are so strong when they kind of challenge their own formula. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of what I was hoping with the Elden Ring. I was like, oh, just relax, new IP. This is yeah. gonna be like Dark Souls, but it was totally Dark Souls 3.5. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still keen to have that um bloodborne spoiler cast with you even though i've clocked out of that game officially uh, <laughs> the, the elden ring one. To say about it yeah 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 cool did i say elden ring or did i say dark souls you said bloodborne <laughs> oh, i said bloodborne okay i'm, I'm losing my mind I'm, I'm trying to my brain's doing too many things at once right now i'm like you will see you will see so um yeah I, that, that what an awesome pick for uh for, was it your number five number five well i thought it'd be higher up for you you know bloodborne yeah, yeah, I think I think there's going to be some things on this list that surprise you. Ooh, speaking of surprises, my my number four, Donkey Don't Kong Country Two. Whoa, what? <laughs> Donkey Kong Country Two, bro. Okay, so I love Donkey Kong Country and like I love the series, but I literally have to Google that right now to see which one specifically that actually is. Yeah, tell 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 me, tell me about it. So Donkey Kong Country in general is like one of those games that I barely got to play as a kid. Like it was always someone else's game whenever I was I was playing. Like I never had a Super Nintendo. Yep. Um, we had a Sega for a little bit there, but I, I only really went back and played Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 when I was a bit more grown and like had a chance to like run an emulator or whatever. Um, but yeah, Don- Donkey Kong Country 2 is like... Probably one of the more beautiful video games I think to ever exist. <laughs> Whoa, I, I, this I just, is huge. Yeah, I just think it's a stunning piece of like video game art that's like so far ahead of its time, and mm. um and still stands up. You know, like you can look at these levels and and like still have a fun time, and they're fun to look at and fun to play. And 
and it's just like that kind of uh, ahead of its time art that that really keeps it in that timeless spot. I don't really know. So yeah, to, yeah, to describe, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so to describe Donkey Kong Country's two Donkey Kong Country two's art style, I would say it's like two um, D still rendered backgrounds, but they're um, they're obviously rendered in some way. Like there's there's three D kind of elements to them. Mm. They have like drop shadows and lighting and stuff. And then there's like kind of like a pixelated background that is kind of fam more familiar for the Super Nintendo. But then the yeah. main characters like sort of explode off the screen <laughs> because yeah. they're these like pre-rendered 3D animations. Or they look kind of almost like claymations at times, but they're 3D. Yeah, but it's kind of like, I, I don't know, it, it's... Yeah, I, man, now that I try to describe it, you're right. It is weird to describe, but yeah. it has this spice yes. that, like, keeps it from aging, kind of like yeah. pixel art. It's yeah. it's just, yeah, you're right. Like, the the color palette they use and, like, the way everything just pops in that yeah. game. Like, the bananas pop off the screen. Yeah. And, like, I, I seem to remember they doubled down on um the the animal friends you could get like yeah. the first i'm pretty sure the first game had the rhino but like the second game had the swordfish and yeah. and maybe some others oh man this is this is a wild pick <laughs> yeah this, right i so, i didn't i didn't realize you were such a fan yeah yeah well so i played this game in college before i met you actually we um when we had a someone like brought their tv in and i was like oh i we should play... I think actually someone might have even had a Super Nintendo. I can't remember exactly the details. It was either an emulator or a Super Nintendo. Right. And some... I can't remember who it was, but a friend that I had at the at the college played through this game with me. And it's just such a fond memory. It's a little bit nostalgic, mm. but it's nostalgic from, like, not my childhood. <laughs> yeah. It's nostalgic yeah. from, like, that sort of late... Early, oh, sorry, early 20s time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a, a real cool game. We should play through at some stage because uh, it's oh. an amazing co-op experience as well. Yeah, dude, I had no idea you were, you were into it because I love the Donkey Kong Country series mm -hmm. and, like, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Like, yes. uh, was that the, the Wii version or the Wii U version? Uh, um, I think it was a Wii U. Wii U, yeah, dude. I played that with Rob. Yeah. And, oh, so good. And, dude so fucking hard yes yes holy I have shit tropical freeze. i never finished it, it was too hard <laughs> really oh dude yeah. we got we got to play it together because right. that like man maybe we should just do like a complete donkey kong country degustation <laughs> you, you know go, go <laughs> it through needs to games. be called that too that's the best name <laughs> ever donkey kong country degustation <laughs> yeah like the I'm... podcast in the bin we're making that show <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I'd I'd love to do that. I'd yeah. love it. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that that's my one of my surprise picks. I I knew you'd get a kick out of it. I'm glad that you're uh, keen to play at some stage. But yeah, it's uh, just <laughs> oh, an incredible shit. piece of media, man. Just it's it's so I feel like it's everyone who's played it is like hell yeah, Donkey Kong Country too. <laughs> you know, like totally yeah. yeah. Oh, great great pick. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh shit. Okay. Well, look, I don't have any surprises like that. That that really <laughs> that that really hit the hit the nail on the head. Um my number 4 is Dead Cells. Oh hell uh, yeah. Yeah, I just uh I've played this game a lot like when I first got my Switch, it was just a Dead Cells machine. Yeah. Um I used to literally 
pull my car over to the side of the road before work if I was early and just play <laughs> Dead Cells. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I could not get enough. Yeah. Um, and also just being there from the beginning, like, I think this was an early access game, but uh, being a console slob, I waited until version 1.0 hit the Switch. Yep. And it was, it's such a different game now. Right. Um, like it's, it's almost completely different. Wow. Like all, all the weapons do completely different things. In, in the beginning, the, the balance was around um, reducing damage taken. So all of the, all of the weapons and um, the scrolls you find had like minus 5% damage taken, minus 10, minus 15, minus right. 20. And like there was a huge aspect of the game where you were hunting for good weapons, but you're also hunting for like um, those kind of buffs so you could take less damage and, and get right. further in your runs. Right. Um, and now they've, they've balanced it in a, in a much better and more elegant way um, so that like all of the weapons for the most part feel really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've just added like a lot of mechanics that they like, they didn't have to add. Yeah. The game was great before, but now they've got like, they've got a dude, um, that allows you to change like how you interact with certain things in the game. And the caveat is if you beat the final boss, you don't unlock the next difficulty. Um, but like for me, who's, who's unlocked all the difficulties and I'm just playing for fun. Like I get to, I get to play with all these wacky, um, changes in the world. Like there's, there's one where like poison heals you. There's one where like, um, there's a lot more cursed chests in the world. And instead of, um, them killing you in one hit, they, you do a hundred percent more damage and you take a hundred percent more damage. And like, there's, there's just heaps and they change up the way you play and it's really fun. And then there's DLC. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's just one of the most complete games that you can buy. And it's, and for me, it's just got that, like that timeless, oh man, I can't wait for the next run feeling. Like the, the, the first level always has that great guitar line and it just like brings you back in and it's got those like choral vocals that bounce in and oh man, yeah, I just, um, I have a lot of time for Dead Cells. Yeah. Um, and it, it saved um, me and my girlfriend once. So ages and ages ago, I, uh, I made some pot brownies and <laughs> I... I'd never made pot brownies before and, um, you know, I usually err on the side of potency when it comes to this kind of thing. Um, like, uh, you know, you, you want to avoid disappointment. Anyway, um, I, I baked them up and, and we had like a, uh, you know, a small to medium sized piece each and, uh, yeah, like an hour later, um, like I was taking my clothes off cause it was too hot. We, oh, no. we, we had to lock our phones in a drawer oh. because like social interaction was just way Perfect. too much. Yeah. Like it, it was way too much. The world was spinning. Yeah. And the thing that brought us back 
was was dead cells. Oh like, my god! I I put dead cells on and and she just watched and we played for like three or four hours straight just yeah. to get through the eye of the storm. Yeah. And and like I was playing so slowly, but we were both so focused, and it just it gave us some <sighs> reprieve yeah. from the absolute kind of menacing Gosh. feeling our bodies yeah, were yeah. going through. God damn, yeah. dude, that's so funny. I dude, I remember that time that you gave me brownies that were out of the cabin was that your brownies i don't know who made them but in, in they, any case they, dude that was the same batch that, dude like, cursed batch oh dude they were just way too strong <laughs> that was the most cursed batch i i, I remember we played like that card game or whatever it was it was like yeah the, coffee the bean, bean game. yeah the bean, bean farming game <laughs> and i was like understanding you know for about 10 minutes and then it kicked in and then like i was so paranoid because i knew that i was making the wrong decisions in the game and that everyone <laughs> could tell that i was bad at the game and i was at, at a certain point i remember saying like guys can we not play this i don't know what the fuck is going on anymore oh dude i remember that moment so well you were just like i don't know what's happening and we were like what and you're like no guys i don't know i don't know the rules i can't comprehend (laughs) any of this information yeah Yeah. so if if we had had dead cells we might have been okay (laughs) yeah yeah truly what a what a cooked occasion good fun but man yeah um yeah, hell yeah, man. That's I, I love that when when games are tied to memories like that, it's, it always helps secure them in it in the in yeah. the vault. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, all right, so my number three will probably be a quick one because it's Bloodborne. Oh, you love to hear it. Okay, yeah. so last last week when I said we're definitely going to have some crossover, this we is are. the game yeah. I knew you would have on your list. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just quickly to, to, um, cause I, I said a few things after your Bloodborne pick, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the, um, the way it changes up with the weapons, but I, I just wanted to say as well, the way that the character movement, specifically the animation is kind of a little bit more spicy compared to a lot mm. of the other FromSoft games. Maybe, maybe, um, oh fuck. What's the, what's the, not forgotten what it's called. Sekiro. Um, uh-huh. Sekiro's movement is also really spicy, but just all of the other ones apart from those two were mm. kind of slow and chunky and like you were always kind of behind the shield or most of the time behind the shield. And in this one, it's like you're dashing around and I love that feeling of being like the, the one who is hunting the fast one, yeah. the, the one who the enemies need to watch out for, not the other way around. And I just, that, that, that aesthetic really, really hits hard for me. So yeah and it it took like it did it take a while for click like for it to click for you that you were the danger totally yeah yeah yeah. then when you go back to it now it's like uh, you just immediately know what's up oh dude going back to that game and it's just that's that's the one of the best things about bloodborne because like a lot of the souls games rely on you understanding enemy move sets and just like it's it's basically memorization right but with With Bloodborne, I feel like it it hits this balanced feeling where there is a lot of learning that happens for you as the player and and you're less reliant on memorizing movesets and you're more reliant on like your ability to like dash around and get yeah. in more often and be aggressive and like, you know, take a hit. But that beautiful mechanic 
um, where if you get hit and then, you know, your health bar starts to go down, but if you start hitting them, like you get that blood fervor and your health yes. goes back up a bit yeah. and it's just like, I mean, that's, that's a mechanic that dead cells copied from bloodborne. Right. Um, and it's a mechanic that more games should copy because it just, it changes the way you play and it gives you more options as a player. It's just sick. Yeah, it's also just, like, a beautiful tied-to-the-law-style thing, you know? Like, mm. the image of the hunter taking some damage but being, like, determined and then, like, bathing in the blood of the enemies as a way to recover <laughs> their, their, their uh, vitality is just, like, such a cool image to me. Yeah, um, yeah. Very cool, very cool. So, yeah, and just the animations, you know? It's just a beautifully animated games. All the bosses are wild and... um do really cool things so yeah that's that's my number three hell yeah we love bloodborne we love um all right all right i can't believe we're in the top three dude donkey kong country is still fucking me up (laughs) um all right my my number three is hades oh Um, nice yes yeah. yeah so this is like a relatively new game compared to all the other games on my list um and this this was a game that you told me about when it was an early access mm-hmm. and and you said dude like you just you got to get onto Hades um and I, I couldn't get my PC life together but when it came to switch I just I mean it's hard to remember what that time was like um it was during lockdown I was working from home and like I would work from 8 30 to 4 30 and play Hades from like 4.30 to 9.30 yeah. and sleep. And that's it. That was the whole and routine. Like, and two or three months passed. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's all I remember. <laughs> like, I just could not get enough of this game. And yeah. I think um, of all the roguelites I've, uh, roguelikes I've played, this is the funnest um they're like uh, uh, just the 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 music the gameplay um and just following like the way supergiant has been developing their games i'm I'm a really big fan of transistor and you can just see the kind of skeleton of transistor in there um both in the way they tell the narrative um which is amazing and not really that important to to roguelikes um you know like dead cells the narrative is completely optional because you have to interact with things to get the Mm. narrative whereas like with hades experiencing the story is intrinsic to playing the game it's just like as you die people talk to you and things develop and you have flashbacks and Mm -hmm. oh god when you um when you when you first get up to daddy um and he's got a second form and the <laughs> music gets super hardcore like holy shit this this game really gets the blood pumping yeah um and i uh i came on to this game off the back of another game that I haven't talked about that's that's on this list for me Ooh. and um, it it was really hard like one of the hardest games I've played so coming into Hades I just felt like it was the difficulty was kind of relaxing for me right, after, right. after this other game that I played so it was yep. just like 
I was just so ready to kind of relax and have fun, and that is exactly what Hades is all about. Yeah, sick. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I I feel like one of these days I'll go back to Hades and have a good time with it, but I've just never really been able to sink my teeth into it for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, we've talked about it before. I don't want to don't want to um, go over it too much, but yeah, it's, I can definitely appreciate people loving the hell out of that game. It's it, it does have uh, it does so many things so spectacularly well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it for me. It's just got some of my favorite art design. My my favorite music now, the the you know Darren Corb always smashes those soundtracks out of the park, but this one really grows on you. Yeah. When I when I first heard it, I was like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. Maybe not as not as polished as Transistor, but it's definitely up there. And then like by by the time I hit the hundred hour mark, I was like, yeah, this soundtrack <laughs> fucking rocks. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool that you can listen to a game soundtrack for a hundred hours and still be enjoying it. You know, that's yeah that's something pretty good yeah yeah and the the way uh, i think we talked about it when we talked about interactive music in video games but the way the soundtrack is always playing and and it's like adaptive so based yeah. on on you know if you're in combat or the combat finishes and it just might play the baseline of yep. the song you were listening to and it's just like it's just drippy with goodness i really yeah, like it it's yeah. awesome oh yeah man we're getting to the the pointy end of the lists oh, now oh shit all right so my number two is a link between worlds zelda oh whoa okay yeah. all right interesting um this now now which which zelda is this because i'm a zelda noob <laughs> <laughs> this is the zelda that is on the nintendo ds oh uh, yeah or the 3ds and um it's the one where you can become a painting oh yeah okay yep yep all right i'm with you yes. I'm, I'm with you this is one of those uh, and i i totally get why people maybe didn't gel with this game or it's not as popular as it as it as uh, i think it should be but i still it still sits like right at the tippy top of my list just because i had such an amazing fun time while i was playing it right like, for me when when playing a game i want to have a fun time <laughs> like, and it, this game never like slowed like slowed me down i never felt like you know classic zelda formula you get stuck and you have to look up some solution to some dumb puzzle or whatever this game never mm. did that for me right the, the way yeah. the items work in the game is like a rental system so you can just like rent out whatever item you need and go to whatever dungeon in, in kind of whatever order mm. um the two worlds thing was really neat like going between like the slit the slit in reality and ending up in another one was really cool mm -hmm. um the art style is like that kind of cute nintendo chibi thing that i don't know it isn't incredible but i think um i think a lot of the like what they did with it was really cool like the the enemies and the um the bosses have like really fit nicely in that in that art style i think and and yeah it's just uh real fun funky little fun game that i finished in like two or three sittings and just never went back to but um but it's 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 right at the top of my list just because i remember having such an amazing fun time with it oh man oh dude i gotta say i love this format where you just tell me about a game and then you tell me all the good things about it because it just <laughs> makes me want to go and play it <laughs> yeah. um th this is the the only zelda game i've enjoyed um, but I still didn't finish it. Yeah. Um, but you're making me want to, want to revisit it and, yeah. and go back. Do you know if it's like, if it's still 
trapped on the 3DS or have they have they brought it to the Switch? I don't think it's on the Switch. I think there's um Switch uh, 3DS specific mechanics. I think there's a point where you need uh, to. Was it this game or a different game? There's a point where you get a map, and you need to fold your 3DS in half in order to like imprint something on the map. No way! That yeah. is so fucking cool. Yeah, I think it's like the map reacts to light or something, or some. I don't know. There's some paint on the ground, and you flip the flip the 3DS in half, and when you reopen it, the map's been like printed with whatever paint or light or something. I can't remember exactly. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like, yeah, I love that shit. So dumb and weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. That's that's going on my list of games to play then cuz okay. that uh you know, I I feel like you've 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 got a list that really speaks to my heart and if this oh, is number, if this if this is number 2, I've I've got to get around it. I yeah, I I struggled with one, two, and three, and I I renumbered them several times, but this was always in there. So um, yeah, it's um, it's up there for sure. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, all right, my my number two is Dark Souls. <laughs> we uh we spoke we about one. Dark Souls already, mm-hmm. and your your story about Ornstein and Schmo was giving me life for the last mm-hmm. week. I really I really love that people have those experiences in souls games that just stick with them for eternity yeah it's it's so great and like yeah for, for me this is just a game i i play it once every year and like i you know i can i can beat it on level one in like seven or eight hours oh wow and beat it leveling up in like two or three so it's just like really it's just meditative you know mm. i can just jump in and it's it's like visiting an old friend from childhood and yep. like they're still awesome and their mum <laughs> still bakes great cakes and yep. uh yeah and they've got a great soundtrack that they put on in the living room and then it's over and I put it back on the shelf and I'm like see you in 12 months buddy <laughs> yeah very good that's great uh, what a great analogy um yeah uh i i always remember at your place in um well, I think you've had the figurines for a while now, but I always remember going around to your place and seeing the Ornstein and Smell figurines. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> those big metal ones that you have. They're so yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, and just yeah, being they're... reminded every time of that fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, this this guy made them in America and, mm. and shipped them over. And I was just... I remember, like, it was, it was at a time where, again, I was just not earning hardly any money. And... Mm. I, I saved up for months to like save up three or four hundred dollars and then I was just like I gotta have them I gotta yep. have them and they're so they're so beautifully made yeah they're great yeah they're really cool objects to have yeah um, yeah yeah very good all right well we've arrived <laughs> Num- number one number one the, the game that beats out Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Country 2, Bloodborne. (laughs) What's it gonna be? Okay. Um, So my number one is Metal Gear Solid 3. Holy shit. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just can't... I can't go past the the feeling and the vibe of that game the mm-hmm. music is incredible obviously you just made a little trumpet noise <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of the theme 
the snake eater scene climbing up that ladder while while she sings to you uh, oh jeez it's like reminiscent of oh not reminiscent it's like pre-reminiscent of of death stranding you know like climbing through the snow and then some music comes on like that, that yeah. whole vibe is, this is kind of where he sort of stumbled across that that um in world sort of listening to music in a really interesting way um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the bosses like i said there's just so many weird and wacky bosses that do crazy things like the, the old guy who if you turn your, your playstation off for long enough he will just die <laughs> of old age of old age oh, uh oh, so the good man that's like made of bees or whatever the man who's got like rockets oh wait no that's in two who there's other but oh, the 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 um the death guy who like depending on how many enemy soldiers you've killed will be either trivial or quite challenging oh depending. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it, it brings all sorts of interesting mechanics to that genre of game and at the same time has a really fun story um which is always the same case with these metal gear games are always about um double triple and agents and triple <laughs> agents and you know yeah. just nuclear disarmament and, and um, all of that sort of incredible stuff so yeah it's uh it's right at the tippy top of the list just because it's of all of those things it's um fantastic fantastic video game that everyone should play even if you don't know the metal gear series in my opinion yeah truly and like you know when i s- the first thing I said when I said Metal Gear Solid 4 was m- my number nine was that Metal Gear Solid 3 is a better game. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. it's just it's just known. Like, Revolver Ocelot is at his best in Metal Gear Solid 3. Yep. That that intro sequence, um, you know, in in the in the ruins, and yep. he, he he calls his dude, and he's like, "Wow!" Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, dude, there's there's just like this really charming self-awareness that permeates through that game and oh yeah there's 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 no one challenging that number one it's just so good yeah yeah oh man and like volgan wheeling the old man around is kind of funky (laughs) as well and like the boss you the fighting at the end of the boss and the in the poppy poppy seed flower whatever it is poppy flower yeah dude that's that's one of the greatest moments in video games right there it's up there for sure so cool um very cinematic and fun um so yeah that's that's my number one (laughs) what a fun list (laughs) yeah yeah this has been really great yeah oh man hit hit me with your number one dude i'm I'm ready all right i think my number one's gonna be um easy to guess because i've just fucking talked the shit out of it the last couple of episodes but hollow knight yeah is is far and away (laughs) it's just the best it's it's such a good game um yeah look i think i talked about it a couple of eps ago and i just went off the fucking rails talking about how good absolutely every component in that game is like it's it's so perfect that the only imperfection is like late game there's a secret area you can find and an item you find in that area has a typo in the description oh. that's the that's the game's <laughs> only flaw otherwise yeah. it's just it's untouchable yeah yeah very good that's so funny <laughs> to me that, that... <laughs> oh, very good. yeah I, I loved hollow knight I, I need to finish it it was um a real charming good time um, yeah, sits on my switch, beckoning me every time I open it up. Oh, bro! And like this was the game that I beat, um, 
the the day Hades came out that was really uh, hard. Yes, yes. So, so like I did a a hundred and twelve percent run, and that the hardest thing about that run is um you've got to do these boss pantheons and you've got to fight um like twelve bosses in a row. And oh, is this in Hades or is this in Hollow Knight? In Hollow Knight. Oh, yep, yep. Um, and you've got to fight different versions of the bosses. Like, you can't just rely on, you know, your in-game experience. Right. And it's 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 one of the hardest things I've ever done wow. is, beating, is beating all those boss rushes. God damn. Um, and, like, you've just got to be... You've got to be so switched on the whole time. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just, like, boss after boss after boss. And you, you get a break or two, but it's just, like, generally it's, like... Oh, you know, 10 to 15 minutes to maybe even 20 minutes for some of the pantheons of boss fights straight. Yeah. So like, it's really fatiguing to get yeah. through. Yeah. Um, but just outrageously satisfying. <laughs> Very good. Hell yeah, oh, man. Right. Um, It'll get solid three in hollow Knight, the crossover we all needed. Yeah. Right. Such a, our lists were quite different as well. Like, I mean, we had a couple crossovers, but yeah, mm. we, uh, we still, uh, we still had had some surprises and mix-ups in there. Yeah, I I thought there would be more crossovers, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. But but we've also got um, some honorable mentions here. So we've got, we've got five honorable mentions each, and we're just gonna oh. lot we're, we're just gonna lightning round them. You said five. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, hang on. Yep. Okay. Oh no! How many do you have? Uh, one. Oh my 10, god! 11, 11. Oh my! Oh my <laughs> god! What are you doing? I'll find. I'll find five good ones. Hold up. You start. Oh, oh my god! Okay. Um. Uh. Persona Five. It's it's amazing to me that game isn't in my top ten, but it just yeah. speaks to how fucking good all the other games are. Persona yep. Five is an amazing game. Uh, Slay the Spire. We we mm-hmm. talk about that game a fair bit. I've mm-hmm. got like oh, two hundred. Yes, incredible game. Yep. Yeah, I've got like two hundred hours on that. It's amazing. Um, I briefly mentioned it before. Soma, the oh, yeah, the, yeah. the the best game, no one has played. Like it, it's it's criminally underplayed. It's yeah. just like, man, that game fucking rules. Um, Dark Souls three, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, like I love that game so much. It's just you know we talked about fun so much with with the games in this list and. That that is one of the funnest from soft yep. games. It's just so fun to revisit, and they they let you do a million dumb things. It's really good. And finally, uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Oh, um, nice. So this is this is one of the best co-op experiences you can have. Yeah. It's hack. It's hack and slash. Um, it's very video gamey. The voice acting is ham. It's <laughs> just a very good time. What a great list of honorable mentions. All right. I've, I've slimmed mine out to five. Oh, well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. All right. right. (laughs) So here is my, uh, five honorable mentions. Uh, we got hunt. Oh, hunt on the pod before an incredible game, uh, made even better with friends. Um, the atmosphere, the butthole puckeringness of every single moment in that game is, (laughs) is, uh, unparalleled. Fantastic. Fantastic experience um love that I, I wish they would support it more but i think it's the engine that is killing them anyway uh factorio which is oh. just an incredible you know 
video game game that just systems upon systems upon an unfolding level of complexity upon an overall goal with the um exploding kind of uh skill tree or tech tree that, that just makes everything more interesting and more complex as you go along which is uh, so incredible look if if you're listening to this podcast and you have the ability to sit at a computer for hours at a time there's you've got no excuse to not play factorio yeah <laughs> give factorio a good go um super smash brothers ultimate oh um, yeah. yeah all right yeah, yeah. i mean uh, it's funny i didn't have a single nintendo game yeah in, in my uh, in in either list yeah. um but i i gave mario galaxy 2 um mario kart 8 and super smash bros ultimate a good think yes um, totally bef- before putting it down because yeah they're they're fantastic games yeah i mean the the mems tied to um super smash bros and um mario kart 8 uh, just super super supreme mems um, <laughs> super supreme yeah agreed. <laughs> i just remember getting smash bros ultimate with you and we got pizzas at that place down the road in thornbury and just played it like all day unlocking all the characters and yeah yeah that was, yeah, that was great it became proper goblins that day and then um <laughs> doom 2016 oh is, great is shout there. out yeah yep. incredible um momentum gory the it introduced that um what's it called the glory kills yep 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 it's, it's a really cool thing and finally uh yakuza zero oh you love to see it yakuza yeah, yeah. yakuza zero is a game i think everyone should play especially if you're interested in video games because it does uh so many things in such a varied fun way and just overall the game um the game story and the game systems and like it, everything is just so neat and stuff happens in that game like once and you just never see it again and you're like what, what, what? <laughs> you know like it's <laughs> completely unafraid to sort of like how metal gear solid 3 bosses um is is kind of a similar thing it just does does a thing once and then discards it for, for seemingly no reason but it's fun in that moment and um and it's memorable so hell yeah that's my honorable mentions hell yeah oh my god we've reached the end uh if if y'all want to send us your favorite video games or a, a list of them you can send that to it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com also you should send us an email if you want to hear the other six of joe's honorable mentions <laughs> the the mystery mentions the mystery we're mentions gonna, we're gonna try and uh create some uh demand in the market through yeah. scarcity <laughs> <laughs> mystery mentions Dude, we've come up with some solid things in this pod today we've got the three-piece feed the mystery mentions <laughs> oh my god the donkey kong country degustation donkey- <laughs> <laughs> how could i forget the donkey kong country degustation yeah it's no. so fun to say <laughs> now the best is joe's three piece feed that just <laughs> that really brings some cooked imagery to my mind and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i like yeah. it a lot yeah, I like it a lot. great that's great hell yeah, yeah. man oh, we did it it was a, the, this is our longest app yeah. yeah yeah this was good i mean we just we had to get through it we we yeah. couldn't we couldn't stretch this out to a part three no oh we could have but we won't we will not <laughs> yeah <laughs> We'll uh we'll we'll return to our usual content right after this. Yes, yes. Back to the regular scheduled goodness. Cool. All right. Well I I guess uh I guess we'll see everyone when it's almost the weekend again. It's yeah. been great to be on this journey with you. 
Hell yeah, an amazing list journey. Let's do another list sometime real soon. Oh, I can't wait. Bye-bye. Right.